Hello there. Episode 76 of the Oblivious Maximus podcast. Uh, this episode, my guest is Leon from Terrorizer LA, Lightbreaker. He used to be in Nails. He used to be in Exhumed. He used to be in a bunch of other bands. Um, I met Leon when uh, Nails toured in Australia and we had some pretty good chats about music then and have stayed in touch and I figured let's talk about a record he wants to talk about. So Leon chose Book of Horizons by Secret Chiefs 3, a band I had absolutely never heard of um, and a record that I'd never heard of and as you'll soon hear, we talk about that at length. Um, but yeah, something very strange and very weird and very cool in parts. And then others that are sort of, you know, you tune out a little bit, but interesting nonetheless. Um, Trace Bruins from Mr. Bungle um, is the, the, I guess, the ringleader of this band. And we talk about that a bit as well in the episode. But yeah, it was really cool to get recommended something that I hadn't heard before and listen to it the full way through and just think on it a bit and um, chat to Leon about why he loves it so much. And um, yeah, it was really cool. Um, we talk a little bit about Leon's new band, Lightbreaker. Um, it's really cool and something that he's working on a lot. So look out for that and uh, yeah, check it out when it all gets on the internet. Um, keep listening to these, as I've mentioned in the last couple, if there's a record you want me to talk about, tell me and I'll try and find someone to talk about it with. If there is someone you want me to talk to, or you think I should talk to you about a record, let me know and we'll tee it up again. Just trying to keep connected with people and keep chatting about things that are interesting in a time that is very, you know, difficult for people and annoying being trapped at home and not being able to communicate with the outside world as much. So, I'll keep recording these as best as I can. Got a couple other cool guests coming up. So looking forward to getting chatting with that as well. Um, but for now, please enjoy myself and Leon talking about Book of Horizons by Secret Chiefs 3. Fucking brutal. Leon, thank you for talking to me for this new version of my podcast. Yeah, fucking A, man. Glad to do it. Um, all right. This record, I have I had never heard it before in my life until <laughs> you told me yeah. that you wanted to do it. Um, why did you choose this one? Uh, well, as you know, I had a hard time picking just one <laughs> single fucking record. Uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I thought a lot about like... Uh, you know, the kinds of records that I would normally choose. Like, I, I've, I've done an interview like this before. Um, mm -hmm. And back then, I mean, this was over a decade ago, I guess. Um, and back then I chose Demolix Nespeth, uh, which yeah. is fucking, like, one of my all-time favorite records. Um, and then I was thinking, like, man, I w you know, it's like everybody would just expect me to choose a fucking death metal record because I'm a fucking death metal guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so I was thinking about other stuff that I, I mean... You know, I still listen to plenty of death metal and whatever, but, uh, you know, I, it's not all I listen to, and it's maybe not even most of what I listen to. Um, so I was thinking, you know, what is, what is other stuff that, that you know, that, uh, you know, it's not just, like, the most obvious choice, you know, like I, like all the other stuff I gave you, like Disrupt and Dismember and blah, blah, blah. You know, that shit's all, like, of course, everybody fucking likes that stuff, you know. And, and, <laughs> and, and also, everybody likes Massive Attack, which was kind of, like, my, my second runner-up uh, for this, too. Uh, you know, I thought about like Tricky and Bjork and, you know, stuff that I'd listened to a lot in the 90s and still kind of listen to a lot. Um, yeah. But the Secret Chiefs 3 record is like, um, it's just super unique. And yeah. Yeah. I, so you'd never heard any of this stuff before? No, like I'd, I'd never. So it was quite funny. So I was when we were talking about it, I was like, all right, I'll start listening to it. And so the record, I didn't say the name of the record, it's called Book of Horizons. Yeah. And I I pressed play on it. And literally the first thing I thought of when I pressed play, like I just put it on the background, then I was going to like look up the record. I pressed play and the first, like the first thing that came to my head was like, oh, this kind of sounds like that um, Phantom is the Mike Patton band. Sure. 
<laughs> just like the first sound yeah, of yeah, the yeah. record kind of thing. And then I was like, I looked at it and I was like, oh, it's one of the other guys from Mr. Bungle. Right. Like I didn't. Yeah, yeah. And then, <laughs> then as I like looked at, looked into it and was listening to it more, I was like, I don't know how I haven't heard of this now because like there was a time in my life, you know, when I was getting into all of their, you know, that's, you know, obviously being younger and hearing Faith No More and then going, sure. you know, to, through all the other projects that all those guys had and stuff. And, you know, being from a school of loving the Melvins and things like that as well. Yeah. Like I find it, I find it odd that I'd never heard, I'd never heard of them. But, like, it is definitely the most unique version of what all those side projects are. Totally. Like, for sure. Yeah. Like, it's, um, it's, I mean, Trace Perance is like, I mean, you know, I think he was the primary writer for Bungle. And, mm-hmm. um, I mean, if not the primary writer, then, you know, one of the, the bigger. So I actually heard this band before. I, I mean, I had heard Mr. Bungle like a little bit, you know, bits and pieces over the years, but I never yeah. really paid att- that much attention to it. I, I actually, when I first heard, I was like, these motherfuckers are trying too hard, you know? <laughs> so what is just, this circus music? Yeah, kind of. I mean, which is weird because then I heard this, I was like, Oh fuck. Yeah. This is amazing. Cause this is also <laughs> like fucking pretty goofballs. Um, but yeah, so, you know, was the, so I, so, and I, I actually just saw Mr. Bungle too. They played like three shows in the U S yeah. Was that good? Yeah, so they played their first demo, The Raging Wrath of the Easter Bunny, which is just fucking... Yeah, yeah. Okay, so it's just like straight thrash, you know? Like yeah, yeah. They had Dave Lombardo and Scotty and stuff. And um, initially, I was kind of skeptical, and I was like, I don't know, because I'm only barely aware of that, that shit. Like, um, yeah. That I had actually heard... I guess I, I guess technically I heard that before I heard Secret Chief Street because uh, Sean from Impale, my my well also current bandmate, um, he had that demo and he played it for me because oh maybe that's actually when I had heard Bungle and I was like ugh and he was like oh but have you heard this and then like yeah yeah you know gave me that and I was like oh this is pretty cool like just fucking it's just pretty straight ahead thrash like I mean there's some goofy stuff on there too but. Um, so it was, that was a really long way of saying that, yes, it, it was good. <laughs> um, Dave Lombardo is fucking awesome, you know, and like they played it so fast. Like, yeah, like yeah. You could tell I actually got a chance to talk to Trey for a minute after the show, like of um, his the normally the the guy who does sound for Secret Chiefs 3 is Steve from Cephalic Carnage and who's like one of my close friends. And mm-hmm. so he's introduced me. And so we're kind of familiar anyway. And so I got yeah. to talk to him for a second. And I just saw, he, I was just like, wow, so how are you feeling about this? You know, it's kind of, you know, like, did you ever think, you know, almost 30 fucking years later or something you'd be playing like at the, like the sold out Warfield show, playing your fucking demo material. I mean, that's like the ultimate <laughs> dream, right? You know, like there's nobody's like, you can't dream bigger than that playing your fucking first demo in front of a sold out crowd at the Warfield. Um, and so he was like, he's like, this shit is so hard to play. And it's like, you know, I'm thinking of the, <laughs> the secret chief stuff, which is like pretty fucking out there and like also yeah. pretty fucking, you know, ridiculous. But he was just like, dude, there's so much like all the speed picking and stuff. And just, it's just like, it's nonstop. And he's like, I don't know what the fuck we were thinking when we wrote it. You know, and I was just like, that's, you know, sounds, I, I could see them up there like playing it. I was just like, I couldn't like, it's not for a fucking straight hour play. Just like yeah, yeah. nonstop tremolo picking, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Um, so when, when was the first time you heard this record? Do you remember? Uh, I'm not sure about the exact first time, but I, I know, um, I'm, I have like a vague recollection of being in Lawrence, Kansas on tour and (laughs) I know, and, uh, and again, some of the Cephalic Carnage guys were there and I think that John, the drummer had just played on this record and he, maybe i don't think he played me bits of it but he was just like have you heard secret g street you know blah 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 blah, blah. you know do you like bungle blah 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 and i just saw like no i don't like bungle and you know and so i kind of was like eh whatever and then i remember hearing it and i was kind of like oh that's cool it's not like it was i'm not familiar enough with bungle to to be like oh this yeah this is totally bunglish or there or there's bits and pieces that are bungly or whatever but uh, I was just like, oh, this, I really liked like the kind of more Middle Eastern stuff. And I was like, yeah, like, yeah. Immediately, like, oh, that's fucking like right up my alley. Totally. 
Yeah. Well, after you, like, when, when we were messaging about it, when I first started listening to it and that, like, fourth song or whatever came in and it's oh, like yeah. a death metal song and you and you right. you were just like oh that's kind of like not the best part of the record <laughs> i yeah. i then listened to the rest of the record and i was like oh the death metal songs are definitely like the worst songs for, for yeah. me as well like, like they're, they're not bad really they're just like it's just there's so much more interesting stuff i mean also like, oh yeah you know i'm jaded as fuck about death metal because i've fucking heard exactly all of it, you know i'm sure you have too <laughs> So, yeah. you know, it's just like, I was like, ah, okay, death metal next. And it's like, okay, here's this fucking, you know, like uh, the traditionalist songs. Are, so, so like, uh, I don't know if you got the thing where it's like, it's the band of bands. Uh, yeah, yeah. So each, like, kind of a lot of the different songs are like, you know, the more Middle Eastern stuff is Ishrakian. And then um, the traditionalists are kind of like more soundtracky stuff. And uh, I think it's Holy Vem is like the death metal stuff. And er is kind of like surfy middle eastern stuff and then the other ones i'm not that uh forms and electromagnetic azoth like i'm not totally clear i think they're more i think those are kind of more the fillery stuff maybe yeah the kind of stuff that's like more ex- like extremely experimental not necessarily super musical stuff like i could be wrong on on some of that but um you know uh so yeah i mean like i said there's some of this like it's it's not all killer no filler but uh (laughs) there's and and i wouldn't i don't know i i guess like for me like you know hearing somebody kind of meander down like different weird musical pathways is is like kind of textbook interesting but not necessarily like i'm not listening to it on my fucking headphones like oh yeah (laughs) you know (laughs) so um fuck what was the question (laughs) oh no i was i was just i was just saying that i i you know it was when i heard a death metal you know a death metal song start i was just like oh this is interesting right and then i was like uh and then it went back into the next song and i was like oh this is like this is more what i want to be listening to in the context of this record like (laughs) but i understand putting i understand putting things like that in there yeah Um, i think kind of more like their more recent output like they're they're sort of like doing a record by each band instead like there's definitely a traditionalist record out there there's definitely like an ashraken record out there yeah um and i i don't know about the other ones actually but um, yeah. yeah, I mean, for sh- for sure, for me, the like all the Middle Eastern type stuff on it is what like hooked me in as well. Like yeah. that that stuff sounds. I mean, I don't, and I guess I don't know, but broadly, I suppose coming from metal myself, like hearing those things played properly yeah, <laughs> is like sure. very very interesting because obviously a lot of metal uses those scales and those chord right. patterns and things like that, yeah. but metal obviously like i don't want to say dumbs it down but i mean effectively <laughs> it's, it's just it it's is like expertly <laughs> played or yeah like i mean there's yeah like fucking phrygian dominant and harmonic minor scales or you know i mean anyway made a living fucking playing harmonic minor scales yeah um, like that yeah like the phrygian dominant stuff and and like uh, uh i'm blanking now but uh you know some of that other stuff that's in there it's like yeah it's really interesting i think uh, kind of a lot of what i liked about it too when i heard it probably around like 2005 ish or 2004 maybe um yeah. was that i was kind of bored with like a lot of regular music and like hearing like these weird microtonal like fucking um you know uh like the more like the middle eastern stuff that's like not you know that not in the 12 note western scale i guess yeah yeah sure you know it's kind of like oh this is interesting like you know it's like it it sounds kind of like when you first hear like ooh, it's out of tune but then it's like when you hear it repeatedly and it's like on beat and you're just like oh that's yeah you know it's like I guess like Zappa said, if you make him play a mistake twice, it's a fucking part. But, you know, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, I was like, I, I, I don't know. I just like, I just, I just, yeah. Like for a, once I finally did get into it, just like I fucking listen to it like nonstop for like a couple of years or something. Cause I also had like some back catalog to get into too. Yeah. So was this the first thing you heard by them? I think so. It's either this or book M, um, but I yeah. definitely heard both of them after they were out, I think. So yeah, right. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, I mean, in the, the first two records are, uh, they definitely have their moments. Um, uh, but the first two records are, uh, they're still kind of 
finding their thing, I think, you know, and, and mm. I don't know if you've gone back and, and checked out some of the earlier stuff yet, but it's, it's the first two records. Like you could probably skip them for now if you're interested <laughs> in, in, in again, you know, just academically, maybe you'll get, get that, get around to it or something. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. When I f- complete my studies of the, <laughs> <laughs> right. The fucking the Eastern rest. arts here. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, I think the other thing too is like, it is, I mean, I'm not too, I mean, obviously I've like, I've been to places in the world that music like this is relevant to, but like, I've not, you know, myself sat down and listened to like Persian music or any, you know, like I, I haven't like made time to or consciously (laughs) made time to go and do that. Um, but it is like, I mean, it's super interesting listening to it and particularly with like the instrumentation that it is like. I mean, I, again, I don't know, but from the, you know, looking it up and looking into the record a bit more, like they use the instruments that are meant to be used right. to play those parts. Yeah. Like it's not a lot of it's not a guitar never, with a, right. a plug in. <laughs> it's not know? like clutch together or something. Yeah. yeah. Fuck it, a lot of those that shit I had never even I think, you know, prior to that, I'd never even heard of like a sarangi or a fucking saws or a bazooki or whatever. Or maybe like yeah, yeah. passing like, you know, some fucking creepy uncle had it hanging on his wall or something <laughs> but uh yeah like and yeah and it's like he, i you know I, there's it's like kind of a collective too so he just gets the guys that that do the thing like so he gets like guys that are legit i mean it, it looks like a lot of them are kind of you know revolve around you know a certain kind of scene like a artsy kind of scene i guess but yeah um you know, it's, uh, I mean, that's, I guess that's where you find those people. You, know? <laughs> fucking, you don't you, just you, find them hanging out at a fucking cafe or, or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> you got to go to the world music store yeah. and find the, your peers. Um, so would you, would you say this, so this record for you, does this one like stick out of their catalog as the best or is this just the one you have? Uh, more of a connection to this yeah this is probably the one i've listened to the most i had a hard time picking between this and bookend they're both really really good um yeah. this one uh just has i guess like more of my absolute favorite songs on it it's also kind of got more filler than than bookend a little bit um yeah. but i mean end times in the four in the three and uh welcome to the theatron animatronique are mm-hmm. all fucking like you know as far as this is goes as like stone bangers i guess <laughs> but, yeah <you> know. <laughs> um but yeah i mean you know listen to this too like you like you were saying like uh you know you hadn't sought out like persian music and stuff but this like listening to this stuff did make me seek out that kind of stuff and i do listen to that kind of stuff uh and enjoy it uh to some degree there's some stuff that it's like like real traditional indian music is is kind of hard for me to parse like it's not yeah um it's you know it's it's there's like a lot of like polyrhythms and stuff and it's like i mean it would be like you know your average dude i guess like trying to fucking get his head around like mashuga or something <laughs> uh, and just not you know that's that's kind of me and indian music i guess i mean that and you know but there are like you know indian guys out there too like um is it, is it on this record i don't think it's on this record but i think on book m they have a cover of uh the fuck oh renunciation which is like a um Oh, fuck. It's like a total Indian music dynasty. I can't remember the guy's name now. Yeah, right. Um, I'm fucking look it up. <laughs> um, but, like, it's it's one of those things where, like, the... To me, like, the record as a whole, like... I, I mean, again, you know, obviously, you know, this is just something that... It, I guess, you know, finding finding music like this and then deciding to make this your... Like to make this something that you want to do, like that's really interesting to me. For like, yeah. again, for a dude that ostensibly a band like Mr. Bungle, for example, comparatively to this, is quite normal. Right? Like, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it's basically just like a normal band, really, yeah, in the grand scheme of things. I can't figure out, like, I mean, who in their right? Well, I mean, I guess he does it, but like, you know, like, it's so. At this point, like, I've now worked, like, tried to to produce some stuff, like, not anywhere on this level or anything like that but like you know with collaborators and other like on the the very last song on the murder construct record that came out in 2012 we had um my friend bennett play like doff dairy like all these like middle eastern drums and stuff and um 
and then uh, my other friend uh, Swan Song played um, he played uh, sitar on it and like you know just trying to and like there we had we actually lined up like uh, my friend Joe is gonna play like a stand-up bass all bowed and like we had a guy play violin yeah. and viola on it and um, you know just trying to wrangle all these people together into one spot or just like to send a fucking recording was such a nightmare like I have no <laughs> idea like well I mean it makes sense I guess because these records come out like seven years apart and I'm sure, yeah, like, yeah. I'm sure like he's written like fucking 20 records and then he's just waiting for everybody to fucking catch up or something you know just like it's like oh, I gotta get this fucking Shamison player in here today <laughs> you know, this motherfucker's been blowing me off for three years so <laughs> he's yeah. finally booked in I gotta do it <laughs> yeah so we it's a nightmare trying to just trying to get all that shit together man and then like yeah yeah. getting it all to agree in a recording too is like you know my small taste of that was like oh shit like yeah i just i can't imagine doing this for every single one of your releases you know yeah yeah that's wild yeah um so my like weird connection to well i mean it's not that weird it's a pretty straightforward connection to like mr bungle is billy anderson who recorded all the mr bungle records recorded my band i exist second record oh no shit okay yeah I didn't and, really. yeah and so when he when he came out here he was like you know we were just obviously talking to him about and you know like a person like him who's recorded so many records every story he has is related to some wild thing that happened on x <laughs> record or whatever right. and i mean i can't imagine i'm talking out of school here but he was just saying like you know recording like like the bungle the later mr bungle records was like he would you know get started with you know whatever it was and then He'd found himself like three or four months later and he was recording it entirely to tape, but it was like a 96 channel mix of like- <laughs> Right, a hundred tapes uh, and fucking- <laughs> Yeah, and he was like, and you know, like one channel is just a triangle that appears on like <laughs> one two song. songs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ding, ding, yeah, and he's like, but I got to remember where that fucking triangle is so it doesn't, you know, oh miss God. out on the record. Yeah, the fucking and he was just, the notes for that session must be insane. Yeah, and he- and like I remember one of the things he was saying when he got to mixing that yeah California maybe or one of them he he got he got to mixing it and he basically like sat down and just looked at the console and looked at all the songs that he had to deal with and he was just like this amount of work for the mixing is going to be like so much more time than it was even like you know it it did take months and months and months to get this one person in to sing this tiny little part right but then months later he had to sit there and find that person's <laughs> vocal and make sure that it was right in the mix and i, right. I was just like while while we we're sitting there recording like bass level stoner metal and i was just like <laughs> yeah right. ah, well this is easy for you then mate like walk in the park then you'll be just fine <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> Um, I, I guess another big thing that uh, I get, you know, that really stood out for me on this record too was like the songs that, that do sound like, like kind of orchestral, like movie scores oh, that yeah. are like, that are thrown in like one that. One um, is one like uh, the book T, the, the da, yeah. Na, 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 na. yeah, it's from the Ecstasy of Gold. Or, or wait, no, that's uh, Ennio Morricone. Um, it's from this. Oh, it's from the movie Exodus. Duh. It's, it's, called, oh. it's called Book T Exodus. Uh, it's yeah. There you go. Yeah. So they do a lot of like covers also. Um, that's but, wild. I didn't they, know. I, Cause I, that's what I highlight. Like that was a note I made. I was like, Book T Exodus sounds yeah. like it could be from an old <laughs> Western movie. Right. It's uh, <laughs> yeah. They do a lot of covers, although I kind of feel like they're, they've been sort of shitty about crediting uh, on it. Maybe a little bit. Um, Cause like, I didn't know that renunciation, renunciation, that cover that's on a uh, book M uh, the, by the mm-hmm. way, it's Ananda Shankar. I was uh, trying to think of earlier. Okay. Um, like, yeah, I was like, Oh, this fucking song rips. And then somebody, somebody told me that like, you know, a decade later, like that's a fucking cover. And like, it sounds exactly like the fucking cover or the original. And it's like, oh, except that, like, it's got, like, distorted guitar towards the end. But it's like, I mean, like, not just note for note, but, like, even, like, kind of like the crappy recording and stuff. It's like, it's like, it sounds like it was recorded in a fucking garage in India somewhere. Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, (laughs) you know, good on them for doing it, I guess. Yeah. I mean, it's cool. Like, I've, some of the stuff that, you know, like, some of the covers that they've done, there's also, I think, on Book M is, um, 
I forget what the last song is, but it's a cover of Molotu Estatke, who's like this Ethiopian jazz guy. And yep. I fucking like, I got me into that guy, like super hardcore. And I, I love that guy. And uh, like total side note about Molotu Estatke is that um, he played at Psycho Vegas, like, I don't know, like two or three years ago, like Carcass was headlining, but for some reason, Molotu Estatke was playing also. And like, yep. we, we, uh, when I was at Nails, like we had an invite, we, we, we're going to play that weekend, but then my wife's sister got married that weekend. And so I couldn't go. So I miss seeing carcass and Molotovstake at the same fucking show. I mean, in the hot ass desert, which I'm not that fucking bummed about, but you know, but when when again, will that line up? So fucking weird. Like I have no idea like who fucking just like, you know, read my mind like it's like oh we, we took a scan of your fucking teenage brain and your current brain and just like booked a whole show around it like there you go fucking like this is for you leon so i totally missed yeah. it and i'm still kind of bummed about it but you know so you're like the new band you're doing Lightbreaker. yeah um that like i guess obviously that's n- not similar to this in in a musical sense but I mean, obviously, you're taking that band's taking lots of different, I guess, influences and putting them together. Yeah. Is it is it stuff like this that started you down a path to doing bands like that? I mean, I mean, yeah. I th- you know, the first time I actually did it was like I was saying at the end of that uh, the Murder Construct record, the last song on there, uh, Resultados. Um, yeah. But yeah, like I mean, listening to this kind of stuff made me want to do that for sure. Like it, all the orchestral yeah. stuff and like adding all the instruments it's kind of funny like um uh, this might have been like a year ago or something like uh, within the last year or something um i was thinking about like because i've been working on this lightbreaker record for like two years at this point um and well, yeah i think you you first told me about it like at least a year ago yeah yeah <laughs> like- it's been a while i mean it's kind of been on the back burner while i've been doing other stuff too but like you know i come home and when i got time i fuck around with it uh, but I also yeah. was like, you know, teaching myself how to mix and and record all this stuff. Um, so, which is also like a nightmare. <laughs> but um, but I so I was like, uh, oh, so I was uh, my brother. I think reminded me. He was like, um, he reminded me, or I can't, I can't remember how it came up. But anyway, like at any rate, I found this first record that I ever had, which is uh, this band Ultravox from the UK, mm-hmm. um, and. Uh, Fuck, I forget what the name of the record. I think it's just called Ultravox. It's like their first record. They're kind of like yeah. one of these like proto-punk, like fucking like mid late seventies kind of, uh, still kind of more on the rock side of things, but like you know, sort of heavy and. Um, but they had some song, and I used to listen to that. It was the I had that record, and my brother gave me both these records, or he just left them at my house, and I just took them. <laughs> But like, uh, it was like that and the first Black Sabbath record. And so, um, and I actually liked the Ultravox record better when I heard it, uh, which is kind of shameful to admit now, but, um, (laughs) but it had like, you know, all these like kind of rock songs, but they had like violins and stuff on it. And I was like, oh fuck, I wonder if this is like why I like this shit. It's because when I was like eight years old, I was listening to this fucking Ultravox record every day and it's got all these violins and other instruments and stuff on it. And in like the context of like a rock song it's like huh I, I think that's probably where that started but i mean this you know secret chiefs three stuff is like definitely like you know where i got where i wanted to like give me the give me the idea that it could be done anyway and like you can mix all yeah these, yeah you know other and then the stuff i'm mixing is probably not nearly i mean it's definitely not nearly as weird as the shit he's got a you know i don't, I don't even know where the fuck you find a sarangi at but like, <laughs> You know, but you know, like uh, you know, just doing like the orchestral stuff, like it's it's fun, but it's like yeah, it's it's uh, not, I'm not really really not trying to toot my own horn because it sounds like shit, but like I'm, it's like super like difficult to mix all this fucking stuff together and get it like you know to get like you know different instruments to pop out and stand out in a recording and you know like uh, I've, yeah, when there's so much going on, totally, and it's like I've, I've asked you know taylor like no end of questions about like oh dude how do you do this and how do you do that he's like fucking use a compressor dummy you know um you know i've I've asked basically everybody i know that's ever produced a record like i'm just like what do you what what would you do about this they're like i would do this 
And if you weren't stupid, you would do this. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> so it's, you know, it's a learning process. But uh, it's, it's actually really, really fun for me. Like, I haven't been this interested in something, in, like, you know, since I started working, like, IT shit a long time ago. Yeah, right. So would you, is this, like, if, I mean, obviously, you picked this one and that, that's the one I listened to. Is this the record if no one had heard this band, you would say this is the one to listen to? Um, actually, they have a like a um, just a secret. Oh yeah, comp. yeah, you, yeah. You, you mentioned yeah, and yeah. It's actually like a pretty fucking. It's like it's got almost all my favorite songs of theirs. Like it came out a few years back, so it doesn't have some of the newer records on it. But um, it's got almost all my favorite jams from around this you know mid two thousands era kind of Secret Chiefs three. Um, yeah. But yeah, that that's that's probably like the best place to start. That's got almost everything on there is is good uh, everything on there is good but um i mean it's just got like it's missing like i would put the three in there also but um you know that's splitting hairs really but uh <laughs> <laughs> i can get real specific i guess on, uh, <laughs> i mean I you can give them some feedback <laughs> yeah <laughs> um but yeah i mean yeah it's uh, that's a that's a good place to start this record's a good one too i feel like kind of the middle of this one like if especially if you're not so much into the death metal stuff that's on here might drag just a little bit until you get to like book or until you get to Exodus. Um, yeah. And then it's like it starts real strong and it kind of like dips a little bit and then like you get to Exodus and then it's pretty solid from there on. Um, well, the thing when I was I was like doing work while I was listening to it and those the what that um the couple in the middle the owl in the daylight and oh, yeah. the exile the, those songs were like I noticed like I, I had no issues with it but I noticed that I was like started paying actively paying attention to what i was working on (laughs) so it definitely it it definitely was just sitting in the background a little bit whereas like the other songs were like you know threw me into like paying it paying back attention to the record kind of thing so i mean maybe maybe if that's what you're doing it's (laughs) it's suitable (laughs) it could be like yeah it could you know there's like the concept of you know furniture music i guess um the whole eric satie thing where it's like you just have music that it's like you know, it's comfortable and like it's, but it's not, doesn't require active listening. And some, some of those songs, I guess, are like, yeah, like Owl in the Daylight and, and the Exile. Yeah. Those are kind of like, they're not bad songs or anything like that, but it's like they're kind of, and I'm sure they were a fucking bitch to compose, but, um, <laughs> you know, uh, I was just thinking, it's like, wow, if I was, if I had heard me talking about my record like this, I'd be like, fuck you, dude. um but (laughs) sorry we're giving a critical review to the amazing middle of your record yeah right (laughs) but i mean that's the way you do it you know you 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 piece out your your records and in uh you know like everybody has their own songs that like you know on my own records like it's funny because i i'm i'm i was actually just before we did this i was uh, a friend of mine sent me the murder construct record because i was going to try to remix it just because I'm fucking, we have Oregon's shut down right now, basically. So you yeah, yeah. stay home. And so I was like, just for something to do, I was like, fuck it, you know, this will be like good practice to like edit drums and stuff like that. And um, so I was like, yeah, I'm going to fucking, you know, dick around with that. And it's like, I forgot why I mentioned that now. <laughs> um, but uh, <laughs> um, we're all trying to deal with this uh, bizarre isolation yeah, right. as oh, best that's what we I was can. Say it was like he sent me a song that that was on the record that I was like, oh, this song, like, ugh, like fucking, you know, it's like just <laughs> like it's one of my own songs. I'm just kind of like, eh, whatever. This song's fucking lame. So I don't need this anymore. Yeah. <laughs> but to so get, what's the? But to, sorry, guys. It's, it's just something to fucking you know, just to practice mixing and you know all this shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like, I think um, something for me too, like when I hear stuff like this is like, I get really, I, I don't know, for me, it, it makes things like this that are, <clears throat> are different to what I do still pushes me to want to do my own things, I think. And like, I think like there's certain, I mean, obviously certain bands, like, you I mean, I'm sure you know this as well. Like you, you hear a band and you're like, oh, I want to do a band like that. That's sick. Yeah, but like totally. music like this, music like this doesn't necessarily make me go, Ooh, yeah. oh, I'm going to go buy a, a weird Persian instrument and start learning it. Yeah. But it makes me, it makes me think like, 
oh, this is cool to like inform whatever it is that you are like that I am capable of doing. <laughs> like, right. you know. Yeah. Um, this, this makes you want to fucking quit playing music. Fucking just like, <laughs> ah, well, can't do that. I'm done. <laughs> Hang it up. Yeah. <laughs> My six string guitar is relatively <laughs> bass level comparatively. Yeah. <laughs> So I don't I don't know if you know I mean I think one of the things that always stands out to me for I guess like these I suppose the people from like bands like Mr Bungle and all this and and even to an extent like um, which you know the name is taken from it, but like the guys from Blood Dust are here they're all they always hammer on about John Zorn about oh, yeah. like the influence that his music had then on like all of these bands right. And even like, I mean, Blood Duster being just like a, you know, like a grind death metal band or yeah. with stoner parts, like it's weird. But I mean, even talking to them about that, like in the, the times that they've d- mentioned it, it's just been like, well, you know, it's more like music that is fucking weird like that. Yeah. And it's it, it's like inspiring you to do your own weird thing. Sure. <laughs> like, yeah, Zorn's but- a weird one. Like uh, I, he's definitely got music that I really like and he's got some shit that I fucking hate. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I saw um, with Secret Chiefs Three actually like this is at Royce Hall in LA, which is like Royce Hall's on the UCLA campus, I think. So it's like mm-hmm. this really super nice venue. Like I've obviously never seen a fucking show there, and I've never been back. But uh, you know, it's like this super nice venue. It's got like a an organ that fills the entire building or something. Um, and so mm-hmm. there's a band. The first band that played was called Abraxas, um, and that. Uh, just a side note, the drummer from Abraxas plays with Secret Chiefs 3 now. Uh, and he also right. plays in that band, Imperial Triumphant. Um, okay. Uh, his name's Kenny Grahowski. Um, good dude. Uh, he So then Secret Chiefs 3 played, and then uh, Blade Runner played. And Blade Runner is John Zorn, Dave Lombardo, and I think Bill Laswell. Um, Bill Laswell's like, like this jazz dude. Like or, I, I don't know. I think he played like on... Um, did you ever hear, fuck, what was that Zorn band? The, the one that had like kind of semi-metal records. Um, they had a record called Torture Garden. Uh, my, my, my like relation with that music is all like, I've been shown it on so many occasions by different people. Yeah. And every time I hear it, I'm like, this could be like a totally different person <laughs> playing this music. Yeah, like, right. It's, it's bizarre. Oh, Naked City is the band. Uh, but yeah, so okay. they played in like, so I was with Steve, the the sound guy I was mentioned earlier, um, uh, the guitar player from Safal Carnage, and, and he was like, they started playing, and it was like, you know, John Zorn just going, like, he's just doing like elephant fucking calls on his sax, and like Dave Lombardo's playing blast beats, and fucking Bill Laswell's playing like just straight up goth rock, and like so just like all three of them were playing like completely different things, and I just like. Like after one song, I was just like, "Nope." And Steve's like, "Come on, dude, you gotta watch this." And I was just like, "I'm good, dude." And it's all like, "I'm gonna find the fuck. There's got to be a bar in here somewhere." And I was like, I'm fucking gonna go prop it up right now. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean that that stuff's like, yeah. I, I guess for me, that's where I don't know my my base level brain gets tested too much with things like that, yeah. and like like I. Uh, you know like a lot of people like i played jazz in school when i was a kid and like when i was first learning how to play drums and stuff i like (laughs) learn all that but but as an adult like a lot of that stuff now i mean like a lot of it i can listen to in passing and there's things that i will actively put on but then there's some of that stuff where it's yeah five cunts playing 10 different things (laughs) at the same time and it's just like Ah, uh, my brain can't handle this. Yeah, there's definitely like a limit to the stuff that like, you know, that's considered avant-garde that I just like, I'm like, yep, I'm just either like, I mean, I'm, I'm definitely willing to accept the possibility that I'm just too dumb to understand it. Um, <laughs> that's, that is a very real condition, but uh, I feel like, you know, like some of it is just like, ah, oh, it's just not good. Like, you know, like, yeah. like with any music, like it's just, there's, there's, you know, like there's not everything fucking hits. I mean, Zorn actually does have uh, this this series of it's called like the Book of Angels or something, and so he, what I understand about it is that he writes like these little snippets of music and like like thousands and thousands of them, like just these little like, I mean what we might think of as like a riff, I guess, or something. Yeah. And then just like hands it off to like you know like nine of them to this band and then like ten of them to this band. 
this is how I understand it. I, I don't know if that's completely factual or not, but, um, and then, but they, but they, so the bands take those little snippets and then they run with it and make whole songs out of it. And Secret Chiefs 3 actually has two of these records out and they haven't, like the one, one that came out like two years ago or something. Uh, it's, it's weird cause you can't find it outside of the box set, but, um, uh, I forget what it, it's called Malcut and mm-hmm. it's so fucking good. Like I, it's like, yeah, I can't right. believe it's like Zorn related and I'm like, Oh my God, I fucking love this. It's like so much. <laughs> like, um, I, 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 I mean, maybe you're starting to understand, man. Yeah, maybe, I'm, I'm, maybe. Starting to, I'm starting to turn into a fucking poser is what's happening. <laughs> um, so I guess, you know, wouldn't, wouldn't be a true podcast if I didn't try and talk to you about what you do as well, rather sure. than just, <laughs> just a regular, um, but like, where are you at at this stage with the light breaker stuff? Are you still just working through it all? Yeah. So, uh, my vocals are almost, or are, are like 90% finished. The, the guy who's singing on it, he said he just, he's, I think he's uploading, I actually see my Dropbox thing spinning right now, so I think he's uploading his vocals right now as we speak. There you go. <laughs> um, the woman who's saying on it, Lawrence, her vocals are ninety percent done. Um, she's got one part to do at the end, and then um, I'm trying to enlist a guest extreme vocalist. At uh, well, I'll just say it's it's Travis from Cattle Decapitation um, yeah. to do like. So I'm 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 playing the part of an alien, and, and like so he's going to be like the elder civilization of the aliens uh my, sick. yeah <laughs> it's goofballs but you know uh and then my wife will also sing on that too um, yeah sick so yeah so i got you know it's like the music getting there done. yeah i'm like i'm so fucking close and then and then i'm gonna try to sell it to a record label um see what happens and if that doesn't work out then i'll just put it on Bandcamp and fucking do it myself yeah yeah print up a, a hundred <clears throat> copies of it or whatever and fucking see what happens i don't know i i I actually have no idea like who the fuck would ever listen to it um it's like i I, you know it's uh i I don't have a whole lot of self-confidence in that realm i guess but um but i i mean it's it was so fun for me to work on and like uh when when i started working on it uh uh not to be a total bummer but like my mom was dying of alzheimer's and I just yeah. like needed something to like kind of just like get because like I she was in a hospital uh, here in uh, Portland and like so she like I would get these calls from them and they'd be like hey you got to come over here right now like your your mom's about to die and I was like I'd be like oh fuck and so it's like I'd head over there and I get over there and my mom would be like literally fighting with the doctor and like fucking just be like get the hell out of my room and fucking, <laughs> like I just be like she's she's fine like she's yeah it happened like seven times where they're like your Jesus. mom's gonna die you better get over here and i was like jesus fuck it like you know and so i was like yeah yeah um you know i was like and i was like just kind of coordinating all of her healthcare stuff and all anyway long story short it was like i just needed something to just fucking do just to occupy yeah. my brain that wasn't just thinking you know about all this shit going on with my mom so like that's that's how it started as like i just started writing like I did it in a weird way. Like I would, it's not how I would normally write a rec, like a song or a record or anything. Like, um, mm-hmm. I just started, I just did like a riff a day and then I was like thinking of it, like, instead of being like a, like each, I mean, there are songs in there, um, but they're not like kind of traditional structures. So it's like, I was just like, Oh, it's like, how does this move from one part to the next? Like I really wanted to be based on the story and the story yeah. would be kind of like, you know, like not exactly a soundtrack, but like, you know, that kind of, feeling where it's like you know it just moves from one movement to another movement to like you know like you know it covers this section or this emotion or whatever and then it moves to the next one and blah 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 um so did you did you like actively write out stuff like plan that out before you started with the music aspect of it or did that come after the music sort of like i had like an idea of what i wanted to do with the so initially i wanted to to make it like kind of an allegory for the the current uh situation in the u.s with trump and stuff Um, (laughs) like uh and then i was like well you know i don't want to well actually i wouldn't mind alienating those people fucking at all (laughs) but uh, if there's people that are trump supporters that don't want to buy my record fucking thank you like you're uh, i I don't need your fucking money but um but yeah I i wanted i had this story in my head about like you know um you know aliens being rounded up and like you know that's, that's a real obvious con- connection there in the u.s to, yeah you know, like uh you know the aliens here that are also yeah. rounded up and stuff 
Um, and so I had, yeah, I had an idea and then like, but I did, it was music first and then kind of story second. Uh, but I did yeah. have like an idea of how like I wanted it to go and like why some of the parts kind of just like change sort of abruptly or like it's, you know, it's intentional. Um, yeah. You know, and do, you, do you have any intention of making it live at any point or is it just going to be the record? Uh, I don't know. We'll see. I mean, it'd like if, if there was actually like some kind of reaction to it and people actually wanted to see it live, I would not be opposed to doing it at all. Like it wouldn't, it would be really difficult. I'd have to, yeah. you know, I'd have to find like, um, you know, probably like a bass player who could also sing. And then like, <laughs> yeah. you know, um, Lauren who sang on it, she plays keyboard. So, you know, she might be able to cover a couple of things with her vocals also. So maybe that wouldn't be that difficult actually. And then like fucking just, I mean, shit, I could just plug a laptop into a PA and just fucking rock out by myself. <laughs> but, uh, you know, fucking <laughs> a real exper- a real visual experience. Yeah, just one guy fucking jacking off on stage. Woo. Yeah, I don't, maybe not. <laughs> but yeah, I, and, I, I, I don't know. I, I mean, I definitely people have hit me up. They're all like, you know, I've showed it to some friends and stuff. They're like, I'd fucking play this. And I was like, oh, all right, you know, we'll see. I don't know. I'm trying not yeah. to get too far ahead of myself because. You know, I hate to say like, yeah, I'm going to do this shit and then just never do it. And then it fucking yeah. like flops, you know, in my face. <laughs> so, <laughs> Well, you got to finish the record first. So. I got to finish the record first. That's the big thing. So once that's done, then fucking sky's the limit. You know? uh, yeah. <laughs> um, and you do, are you playing much other stuff at the moment? Uh, no, actually, every single thing that I had plan for this well, year is fucking canceled yeah um i was gonna i keep uh, asking that question to every person <laughs> that i'm doing this with and then and this the response is always the same i'm like oh yeah that's the whole reason i'm doing this too because i'm right. also trapped inside Stuck my house fucking house yeah <laughs> i did have like uh impaled was gonna play maryland death fest i was gonna be playing with uh cadaver from norway um yeah uh at also at maryland death fest um and then there was an Exhumed tour I was going to fill in uh, on bass and all that stuff. Yeah, fucking shit can for now. So, um, yeah, brutal. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it's I, hot. It's, we'll see how this year pans out. Like, you know, I I definitely, you know, I, just, I could foresee this taking, you know, people are starting to get like, oh, this is just going to be like a two week thing. And it's like, I think we're going to be settling in for a little bit on this one. Oh yeah. Uh, big time. I mean, <laughs> yeah, my, my work has drastically changed in the last like 24 hours. So yeah, like sure. up until yesterday, it was like, oh, everything's going along as normal. And then after yesterday, it was like, nope, it's going <laughs> very differently now. And uh, like, I think we're, we're, we're about i'd say we're like one day away from all of us not being able to leave the house kind of thing because it's getting like i think they're starting to get to the like which they probably should have done like a month ago here getting to the right. panic stations of like stop fucking going outside like just stay in your house <laughs> yeah. like the only reason this is spreading is because you all keep walking to like shopping malls and stuff like that you know? <laughs> right yeah yeah it's the same well here i think we're officially on like I think it's uh, until April or something, which I guess isn't that far away, but, um, uh, or maybe it's like April something like we're like officially California was the first to just be like, yeah, don't go outside at all. Like you can go yeah. to the store and get food and stuff like that. Um, but there's, you know, shutting down all the non-essential business. Like I fucking broke a string on my goddamn 12 string, which I don't have any fucking 12 string strings. Yeah, and, uh, and I was like, ah, oh, just, just hop over to fucking guitar. So I was like, God, fucking damn it, that's not essential at all. <laughs> Fuck. The twelve string store is not essential <laughs> to society. I mean, it's essential to just your society in this fucking <laughs> house. But you know. um, so speaking speaking of which, actually, so what I've been doing lately is uh, I've just like uh, I've been recording a bunch of covers and stuff. Like I. Uh, I did a Kiss cover, a Kansas cover, oh, sick. a fucking, uh, I don't know if you heard the, uh, the Blue Oyster Cult cover I did. Um, no. Oh, okay. Um, uh, I want to hear them. These are things I want to hear. Yeah. Fucking, <laughs> I just did uh, Shocking Blue. Like, I, I know that's kind of an obscure band, but um, I just did that one today. So I just, I was like, I was 
a f- bunch of friends of mine on Facebook were just like, uh, you know, like a, a lot of people I know are out of work right now. And so I already started doing this and I was like, just for fun, just to like keep active and busy and also just to like not overwhelm myself with the lightbreaker stuff. Cause it's just like, I've been working on that for nonstop for two fucking years. <laughs> um, so I was like, ah, I'm going to do something else for a little while. And just, you know, while I'm waiting for, you know, the other people to finish their stuff and, um, uh, I'm, I'm like looking longingly over at my 12 string, so. Uh, <laughs> Wishing it had another yeah. string. <laughs> it's an 11 string right now, it sucks. Um, so I've been recording all these covers and then like, I was like, oh, I should fucking get some of my friends to play on these songs. Um, and so I've been like kind of doling them out to different people. And I was like, oh, what I should do with these songs is like put them on a band camp and like, you know, charge a buck per song or whatever. And then just yeah. like start a collection and then just like raise up some money and then just give it to my friends that are, cause my, my, I got super, me and my wife are super lucky. We both already yeah. worked from home and nothing has changed with our jobs yeah. yet, you know? So I was like, fuck, um, you know, I've been like, I don't want to like virtue signal or anything, but I was like, you know, instead of like, you know, just like fucking spending all this money that, you know, I may or may not have soon. Like, I was just like, Oh, I'll just put, I'll just, I'll just fucking like take, you know, like sell these songs. And then I'll just like give this money to my friends. I haven't totally worked out how to like do that yet, but that's what I've been doing right now. So I've got like five of these songs Oh, like, sick. right now. So yeah, I think I want to do like, you know, maybe like 10 or something. And, um, I don't know. I fucking just like, yeah, just get like everybody I know to fucking guest on a different song. Oh, uh, cool. That's good. Yeah. I'm going to do balls to the wall tonight. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so yeah, fucking, yeah, I don't know. I, that, that's like still kind of in the early stages. I don't really know. Like, yeah, I hate to get too like, again, I hate to say I'm going to do something and not do it, but I, I think it's, pretty easy plan to just fucking like you know just sell these fucking songs and just be like oh you're fucking broke here's like 50 bucks for you and then like here you're, yeah, oh, you're, you're broken dude 50 i got 50 bucks on you right now or whatever fucking yeah we'll yeah see that's how it goes. <laughs> i like the idea it's well i mean i think yeah one of the things i was talking about before was just like <clears throat> how yeah you know like while this is a very shitty situation obviously and for a lot of people i mean you know Similarly, like my work's changed now, but I still have the capacity to make money from home. So sure. it's not it's not the end of the world, really. But like, I mean, there there's people out there that this is so fucked for. But at the same time, like, I, I hope looking back on this, at least it's going to show some people that like, you can do like wildly creative stuff when you are trapped. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's like, like what, what, what else you got to do? You can't fucking go walk your dog or whatever. So yeah. fucking write a riff motherfuckers. <laughs> so, yeah. You know, Get to work. Yeah. 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 <laughs> cool. All right. Well, um, thanks for chatting to me about this record. Um, yeah, of course, Hopefully, uh, maybe depending on how long we're trapped inside, I'll talk to you about another record. (laughs) Right. (laughs) The the golden anniversary of this fucking quarantine, (laughs) you know? Yeah. All right. Thanks, mate. Cheers, man. See you.